You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mariah. I am so happy to have you all join us again. Um, I am so excited to introduce my guest and a really interesting topic that most of you won't partner paired together, um, but I'm excited to uh, talk more about it and unfold this world that many of us probably haven't heard of um, or have explored, and maybe some have, and they want more answers. So um, I'll ask those to perk up once they start hearing it. But before we get too far into our episode, I just want to thank everyone for the bravery of hitting play today to exploring the topics that we have on the podcast and to just trying to fully understand a a huge piece of you. And um, if you're feeling extra generous, we would love for you to hit subscribe, share it with anyone else that you think this message would be helpful for, and definitely give us a, um, a rating or a review so we can get that out for others. But let's get in it today. So I have Katie Hess, who is an expert of flower alchemy. This is something that if you hear and you're like flowers, and I mean flowers, this isn't a code word for anything else. Like I mean, what grows in the ground and blooms. And how does that work with our health and our wellness and especially our sexuality? So Katie, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself, your history on how you got to this place now. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Mariah. So uh, flower alchemy, like a lot of people wonder, what the heck is flower alchemy? And it's, um, when you hear the word alchemy, it's like turning uh, metal into gold, right? And so the, the science and the art of flower alchemy is connecting with the right flowers for us individually and collectively to transform those parts of us um, that we we want to transform, more specifically through flower essences, um, which are very different from essential oils. They don't have a scent. They're typically taken internally. Um, and I've been working with them for over 20 years now. And you know, whether it's like through one-on-one consultations or um, introducing new ways for people to experience them and to better understand themselves through flowers. Wow. Okay. 20 years of discovering this practice. Um, and I'm sure by now, a lot of people do understand, um, the essential oils and how they work and maybe even how they're some places, you know, are derived. Um, but tell me more about how you work with a flower first of all, and then what are some of the reasons you do work with flowers? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I think sometimes it's helpful to know the historical context that, you know, this, this isn't anything new. It's been around for thousands of years and that is every major culture around the world, whether it was Aborigines in Australia or the yogis in the mountains of the Himalayas or the medicine women in Central America or the alchemists in Europe. It is a common practice to like recommend to your patients to go into the wild and look for this specific little blue flower that you can find over the top of this hill behind this tree. If you have X condition or you're feeling depressed or you're feeling angry or, you know, whatever it is that you're experiencing. Um, 
in other cultures, they have what's called spiritual bathing where you dump the flower water over your head. Mm. Um, and so it's a, it's a practice that's really well known around the world. And this is just like finding a way to sort of like bring it into our everyday lives because like you're in Utah, I'm in Arizona. The idea of going every morning to drink the dew from the tops of flowers is sexy, but like we don't even have dew here. So it's not very practical, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we bring that into everyday life? And we see it in our culture. Like when do we interface with flowers? When people are sick, when, we, when people die, when we're in love, when we're in a romantic situation, um, when we're trying to repair a relationship, when we're trying to express our love, when you know babies are born. So it's, it's at these pivotal sort of transitional heightened emotional moments in our lifetimes. And like, there's something to that. There's a reason why they come in in those moments because they help us move through transitions in life and they help amplify all of our best qualities and they help quiet down our, our fears and all the things that take us off balance. So, I mean, basically what we've found is a way to get the dew drop into a bottle so that you can just use it all day, every day. If you're sitting in front of a computer, like most of us are and aren't spending enough time in nature. Very guilty of that. (laughs) Yeah. So you're putting the, you know, making it available. Um, and I mean, you're absolutely right. All of this has been around for thousands of years. This is nothing new. In fact, we've moved really far from plant healing and and back to, you know, those things that really came out of need and evolution and other things. And we're trying these other things that are bottled in a pill form that give us all sorts of undesired results. I mean, it's like, here, this will cure just for a moment. And then here's. 10 more things that you're going to need 10 more pills for, and they all have their own side effects. Um, so what got you started with this? I mean, I was looking for what would be, what would be the way that I could impact people? You know, I think a lot of people have this like really deep desire to help other people or help humanity. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, how, how am I going to do that? Right. Um, just wanting like, isn't enough. You have to have like a method that works. And I just started studying all different kinds of natural medicine and kind of like coincidentally stumbled upon an expert who was from Madrid, Spain. And I thought it was interesting that every flower had a really specific healing benefit for us. You know, that there are flowers that make us sleep and flowers that heal old abandonment issues and flowers that make us feel sexy and flowers that amplify our energy or, you know, like pretty much any kind of thing we could ever want or not want, or any like neurotic tendency we have or patterned response or thought form that we like or don't like, there's a flower for it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, um, you know, diving into this world of energy medicine, really. I mean, I think, like you said, we've gone so far over into this other kind of allopathic realm where Someone with a white coat tells us what we need because there's something wrong with us that needs fixing. Whereas this is a completely different philosophy. It's like, actually, there's a lot that's right with you. And how do we amplify that? How do we magnify that? How do we bring that out of you? And how do we dissolve all those like little 
limiting patterns that we carry from six to eight generations back in our family lineage or from childhood experiences, how do we quiet that down? Because we all have it, right? Um, and, and, you know, herbs are great. They really help the physical body. Essential oils are like, we use them too. We use a lot of essential oils. So they are like seductive and yummy and they create, the, create this amazing sensory experience. And then you have the flower essences, which are these super subtle um, life force, essentially patterning from plants and flowers. That's like, well, you know, these days, like plant medicine is really popular or has become very trendy. And, and I always think of, you know, this is like a more subtle form. You don't have to go to the Andes and like vomit and, you know, have this really ex intense experience. You can do that. You can also have this really subtle awareness every day and like tweak something over the next couple of weeks. So you might say, I mean, it's so easy. It's like, you just literally look at the flowers you're most drawn to, and then you figure out what they're for, which is always like, oh my God, I feel so exposed, right? <laughs> like we can even do it here. Like you can okay. tell me which flowers you're most drawn to from the website, from the quiz, and I can tell you what it means. Mm. And maybe, you know, for some people, it's like, I really need to work on setting boundaries. Mm. And then you take an elixir, of a flower that helps you set boundaries. And little by little over time, you notice everywhere in your life where you're not setting boundaries. And then you get this like strength to then set boundaries. Wow. That makes sense. Yes. And and I very much see, you know, again, not just the trendiness, but more of the awareness that we don't want a quick fix because we know it comes at a high cost and usually isn't the fix we're looking for right. where it is. Good more point. of that gradual, it is a mind body change and not just a let's mask the symptoms and pretend that whatever was deeper under there has gone away. Um, and so, you know, very much so, it is a whole holistic effort mm -hmm. um, to create more awareness on what you want to adjust, tweak, change. And I do love that um, approach where it is more of that gradual because then you can say, is this really what I wanted? Or now that it's changed, I have a new change that I'm now needing to adjust to. And so that night and day, like, okay, I got rid of my headache, but now I didn't realize I have a backache. <laughs> I'm just like throwing very random things out yeah. there, but where it can be hey, I thought it was boundaries. And now that I'm noticing boundaries, now I don't know how to communicate my needs. And now, you know, and, and to have that big shock to the system all at once, you know, if we had magic pill for some reason that was able to help us set boundaries, um, that's a really hard thing to do because then you're just like on to the next, but more gradual. I, I think it's more sustainable mm -hmm. and um, the side effects are healthy, positive changing side effects. You are noticing, okay, if I'm setting boundaries slowly, um, I can't, it's, I'm almost unable to set boundaries until I know what I need and what's not, you know, a need not being met or, um, something being taken advantage of or whatever it is. It's mm -hmm. that awareness. So it's just very interesting to have this whole, um, area 
that if someone's looking for that, it's very much available and online from the comfort of your own home. Um, but tell me, you know, what are some folks that they've come to because of relationship or sexual or even, um, sexual trauma, and they're looking for some of that healing. Um, yeah, that's why we connected first. You, the the one that pops into my mind first is is this idea of sort of like latent mold trauma. I can't tell you how many times I've heard in the last year, maybe even the last six months, of people sharing, whether it's in our community or I hear kind of through the grapevine stories of people saying, I didn't know that I was abused as a child and suddenly I have this memory. Oh, that for some reason has been a huge theme that I've seen. Um, in the last, and you know, probably, probably the last couple of years, I mean, I think it's been this like massive purification and humanity has just like been through the ringer and either you were the kind of person who in the last couple of years really struggled with whatever the world events were, or you didn't struggle with whatever the world events were and you struggled with personal stuff. And for some reason, I see a lot of people sort of unearthing these old traumas, which is great because you can actually like liberate it. You can get it out of your system because it is affecting us on some level, even if we don't remember. Um, so there are, you know, like squash blossom is a, is this amazing miracle flower that is uh, not only helps us sort of like process through and come to terms with any sort of old sexual abuse, but it's also really helpful for fertility and getting pregnant and not being afraid to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there are like so many aspects to one flower. Uh, there's a flower called um, wild delphinium, which is uh, really great for women, I think, because it's like allowing us to express and embody all parts of ourselves, especially the ones that we kind of like to tuck under. Like not every person feels comfortable being sensuous and sexy Mm -hmm. you know not not all of us feel comfortable being like fierce or showing our angry side the clarity of angry anger you know that might be scary or you know other elements of our personality that come out and it's almost like we're afraid of ourselves so that would be an example of a flower that helps us embody all the parts of ourself Mm -hmm. and be okay with it which is great for sexuality because you want to embody all parts of yourself. You right? do. You do for a, a healthy, true connection. Um, yeah. To be able to open it up. I mean, we can stay guarded mentally or emotionally or even physically and still be um, in some type of intimate relationship with somebody. Um, but that connection will be very surface and maybe not the healthiest either. So there are so many flowers for opening your heart, for experiencing more love, for being able to be more vulnerable, mm. uh, for being uh, able to be more intimate. You know, some, I think the key to intimacy is vulnerability and mm. being able to be seen, like really allowing yourself to be seen to the depth of who you are. Um, there are flowers for feeling more interconnected and inseparable with someone. There are flowers for, you know, I mean, if you just talk about like love relationships, like how many little hiccups in the road can come in, you know, fear of abandonment, or now I finally got something really good. And now what if they leave? Or you know, just like endless little trigger points 
-hmm. there's a flower for every one of those there's even a flower mariah for when we've had sexual partners that we no longer want to be with but there's like that energetic residue of them in our systems Mm -hmm. the ancient masters would say when we're intimate with someone sexually we retain their information for seven years on a gradual dissolving basis, but still seven years is a long time. And then if you're having multiple partners, it's like, it can get confusing pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, where am I in all of this? Where's my energy? What's my truth? Because I'm hearing all this other noise from other influences. So a flower like pomegranate flower, if you take it consistently a few times a day, regularly, it will shorten that seven year window into one year. Mm cleaning out the energy system wow what what other what other um what other things do you think your listeners would want to know about or be curious well I don't know I'm like what what's that vulnerability one let's stick that in just the water supply let's let (laughs) humanity open up to one another you don't have to have this facade all the time and this you know almost bravado I feel like it's just this very guarded um you know, so many studies are coming out of how vulnerability really creates positive connection and just, and creative thought, even just like finding a lot of answers that you're looking for. And, um, so I'd love to, to have that just to dose all those around me, like no one, <laughs> everyone take the mask off. Let's just be together. But, um, no, I think a big one is, um, you know, fear of rejection is one you hear all the time and even just fear that I'm not enough as well. Um, I know there's fear around, like maybe I'm too much, you know, like you were saying, um, with the one flower that women can take to be, just be okay with being angry or, or just who they are. Um, but fear that I'm not enough, I think is a big one, especially, Um, you know, you also talked about motherhood. I think that, that mom guilt, the, am I doing enough? Am I being there enough? And, and then definitely for a romantic partner or just anyone else you want to connect in with in your life. So that was a lot. I'll, I'll stop there before I keep listing more off. (laughs) Yeah. Like peony flower. If, if anybody has ever, you know, like buried your face in a giant, roughly peony flower, it's like the epitome of sensuous, feminine, abundance, richness, prosperity. Um, and that's, that's like a deletes the information from our DNA about not enoughness, you know, it's like so muchness it's like overflowing. And I think a, a part of that is also like, um, a little bit of scarcity, you know, like if I'm that awesome and I get everything I want, is that going to take it away from someone else? Or um, like if, if she has all that, then maybe that means I'm less and I'm not enough because I'm not that right. So it's just sort of like erasing all that information in the memory banks and just having that like voluptuous overflowing, but like everybody's that. And there's just so much to go around that there's no scarcity, you know? Yeah. Um, fear of rejection. Boy, that is a hard one. You know, we do these, uh, we've been doing these flower lounge events um, since 2016, but we recently started them again. And we, we, we have these events in different cities. And at the end, 
of our stay, our week-long stay, we'll do what we call a flower flash mob, which is when we go somewhere into the city and we just hand out flowers to people. Oh, fine. No agenda. We don't tell them about our company. We don't tell them why we're there. We don't give them our website. We don't have a card, nothing. It's just handing people beautiful flowers. And um, your, your discussion of rejection reminded me of that because it is such a good practice for getting over rejection because 50% of the people that you interface with say no, yeah. you know, and you could be handing them the most exquisite, exotic, polka dotted, orange and purple orchid. And they're like, no. Yeah. You know, and you have to do that, like face that kind of cringy, awkward, like <laughs> oh, they didn't want. And I just like offered so purely. Mm -hmm. And then through the process, you kind of toughen up and then you start to wonder like, bullshit if they can't say yes to a flower what else are they saying no to mm -hmm. you know it kind of reframes it I remember my spiritual teacher told me once rejection is what did he say it's almost like rejection is a relief because mm -hmm. if, if you get rejected it means that you avoided you avoided a whole mess somewhere down right, the line. <laughs> right? I've always and I have a lot of coaching clients that I see, um, about this and, you know, they'll come back and, you know, either dating or something. And I was trying to connect with this person and they shut me down. And I was like, that's a good thing. That means you get to save that energy for the person who does want it or for yourself. Right. Instead of someone who's stringing you along or trying to be kind in the niceties, and like, oh yeah. And then ghosts you, I would so much rather have someone just say, no, I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's so interesting how it does hurt, but it's such a quick momentary hurt instead of this long drawn out or big painful, or even like blindsided pain as well. And there, there's a, I mean, there's a flower called white columbine from the Grand Tetons. Um, and it's like a fairy godmother flower. If you work with that elixir, if you're in a rejection state, you suddenly feel, ah, you know, it's like putting your head in someone's lap and it's like, all oh, okay. It's like you, you sort of reconcile that part of your inner child that's struggling being rejected. And, mm -hmm. and suddenly it's like, it's almost like having a little inner cheerleader that's like, no, you got this. Like, you're the most beautiful. You're the most wonderful. The fact that they rejected you has nothing to do with you. It has something mm -hmm. to do with them and yes. what they were ready for, you know? And I think mm, sometimes it's just hard for us to get in that mode of self-talk or oh, accepting yeah. that kind of love. And so this flower gives us a little boost. <laughs> in that area. Exactly. And I, that's all I've been hearing. You know, it's, it's a boost. It's kind of helping getting the ball rolling. Um, you're still meeting that change, you know, halfway year or more, you know, you're still being very fully aware and present, I think is that is what I'm hearing is they ask as well as not just to be like, I'm mindlessly, I just like sprayed something. I don't even know. <laughs> um, I'm mindlessly taking this um, elixir yep. and nothing's working WTF, like what a hoax, you know, snake oil, something like that. Yep. But really the ask is don't take it unless you're re ready. Don't take it unless you're, um, willing to be aware and open to kind of what 
could be signs of connecting with yourself? Yeah. It's like going to work out at the gym. Like if mm-hmm. you, you can take fluorescences just to sleep. Like, I just want to sleep better. I just want to feel a little happier, or I just want to get some work done. I need to file my taxes and I've been putting it off. I need a flower. That's just going to help me get my taxes. Done. <laughs> you can do it like that too. But it, like you said, it's so much more interesting when you, when you want to explore more and the, the flower essences will, will just kind of do that naturally. It'll, your, your own system will kick out what's too hard for you. But when you're ready to explore, it amplifies your resiliency so that you can be a bigger container so you can hold more. Because I think, I think in our culture, we've just been taught to either like numb things out or be afraid of what comes up inside of ourselves and think there's something wrong with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if we can just like stretch open that container a little wider so that all the stuff can arise and then we see it compassionately and lovingly, Mm -hmm. then it can actually move and transform and turn into something else. Really, really cool. Um, in this process for yourself and other people you've seen, what are some surprising, you know, when you learned about a flower, you're like, you have a flower that does that. Um, I know you said like pretty much anything you can think of, there's probably something out there, but what was one, even in your own journey that, um, really made an impact? I mean, that's one, the one story that comes to mind is this gentleman who came as a client and said that he was like, I'm doing great. Like, I don't have, I can't even really think of any problems. Sure. Right. Wink, wink. But, (laughs) but he was like, I'm just, I'm growing my real estate business and I feel like there's more. And I noticed that in the appointments, it was so hard for him to let go of his cell phone. Like he would be like answering calls and emails and stuff mm. when we were supposed to be together. Realtors. <laughs> I was like, okay, next time leave your cell phone in the car. Uh, and anyway, he used to just c- continue to take flower essences. And he called me in a couple months and said, whoa, he said, you're not going to believe what happened. He said, I, I went to Costa Rica, had a bunch of real estate deals and I just turned my phone off. And, and, and spent time in Costa Rica and did what I needed to do business-wise. And he said, then when I turned my phone back on, when I got back in the States, I had three people that wanted to be a part of, you know, whatever deal he was working on. Mm-hmm. And he said, I really feel like these flower essences have helped, have helped me be more, uh, what do you call it? Like when you're not so desperate, when you're not so like, if I don't answer this call right now, I'm going to miss out on the deal. Mm-hmm. Like he was more unattached mm-hmm. and in that unattachment, like people just flooded in to work with him and give him money. Yeah. So it made him more successful. You almost um, like put a shield up and people aren't invited into that anxious energy, right? It's like that desperation. Um, I've seen, even seen it in relationships when someone's like, I have to have another person to feel whole or I'm not valuable with a partner without a partner. Um, and they're so desperate that they will settle, that they will push others away because their energy is very negative to be around. And they're probably moody or whiny or just woe is me kind of thing. And so it's really, really interesting when it was, you know, it's, it's inviting that in and when he was ready is what I heard too. Not when 
I can't be fully present doing this here. So now I'm doing everything halfway or less because I'm trying to do an all at once instead of saying, nope, this is the time and place for these deals. This is the time and place for that conversation. So it's really, really neat. And it's, it happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. I, it, cell phones died tomorrow. I love it. Um, in Northern and Northern Utah, we recently had a meteor that came through the atmosphere and it was this big boom. Everyone was talking about it. And I was like, oh yes, it's over. <laughs> We're done. Yay. No. But really it was more of like, couldn't you knock out a few satellites along the way? Um, but I, I would love to just be fully connected with people and off phones and I say that as I work for a a company who we're all remote and so we're all working online and I'm so used to Zoom and calls and computers and working through a computer screen. And so I'm just, I'm over it. If we don't have them when we have to go see each other, we have to go something else, but it's almost too easy. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's too easy. And that connection is just uh, so surface now and you feel weird without it. like you're missing out. And so anyway, I'll get off, I'll go off and off on how much I hate social media and everything else, but, um, yeah, it's that true connection. And then being there fully present, um, I think is really neat for, for that client that you had. How about for your own journey? Is there anything that you're willing to share that maybe was, um, surprising or just really impactful for you? that you knew you were on the right path with all of this? Yeah, I mean, I always think that a company can only be as good as the person at the top and that, you know, it's kind of like heal or heal thyself first. And we have to be walking our talk. And so what I find interesting is that most of the new blends or new products that we release are based on some kind of experience that I had. So I think it was in May, some kind of eclipse time in May. I just had the most wild kind of, you call it breakdown, but like moment, like night where it was like dark night of the soul, incredible grief. And there was something that triggered it, but it was like the most profound grief I had ever experienced. And I, I went home and I thought, I have to make a flower essence remedy for anyone else in the world who's feeling this because this is really painful. And uh, so I did. And then we released it a couple months ago. And the really interesting thing was, is it felt to me like this, um, like humanity has been through this weird experience in the last couple of years. And for a while we were all just like, yeah, good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I can handle I'm resilient. We can just get through one more week, one more month, one more year. We can't. (laughs) And then this summer, it felt like something flipped where it was like, oh, you know what? The last couple of years were really freaking hard for, for a variety of reasons. And it felt like people could finally admit that and then also face whatever pain was underneath whatever it was that arose for them in the last couple of years and be with it and sit with it. You know, we did an event in Maryland and I was like so surprised by, by how different people were acting, that they were coming up and saying, I lost both of my parents. Both my parents died mm-hmm. in the last year, you know, and they would get teary, but it wasn't that like awkward, 
but I'm trying to pretend like I've got it all together. It was just like overflowing. Like it was really hard and I broke down and I'm still fragmented and, and I'm okay. And everyone can kind of hold the space for that. Mm. Um, so I feel like that is a, a more recent phenomenon in the last few months. Speaking of vulnerability, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, for me, sometimes it'll be just like something really crazy happens in my personal life. And then that leads me to create something because I think there must be other people out there who are feeling this. Mm-hmm. And then it's so surprising when there are. <laughs> yes. I mean, you are n- never alone. And and thank you so much for sharing that, that example and those stories. And um. I mean, why is the podcast here today? Because I've been through something as well. You know what? It's it's being there and and finding something and letting that be the catalyst for change. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure many clients come because some life event or something has changed, mm-hmm. and um, they're either wanting to ease, appease, or heal it. Even mm-hmm. um, and so, as far as maybe sexual desire or, um, you know, having a really hard breakup, anything of that realm. Um, what have you seen and what products are out there for that or flowers? Um, we have a blend of flower essence called infinite love. That is, um, it's for like Oh, when you just like want affection from someone else, like you just want that closeness, right? And what it does is it helps you fall in love with yourself and not need any love from the outside, which mm-hmm. then in turn makes you incredibly sexy and it attracts love. Yes, yes. <laughs> there's, there's that. There's um, we have a blend called Fierce Compassion. Um, it's like the best for breakups, like those like rip roaring, crazy mm. breakups. Um, to, you know, to really heal the heart and, and make it easier to, to move through. Um, there is a blend that we have called open heart, which a lot of women have said to me recently, like this one just makes me want to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's hear more, <laughs> you know, which probably has something to do with that vulnerability piece. There's that's the blend for, you know, with flowers for vulnerability and interconnectedness mm. and, and inseparability with another being. Um, we have a blend called luscious embodiment um, and that touches more on like the embodiment piece and feeling like really good and sexy in your own body mm-hmm. and feeling like the things that you that are different about you are actually assets and they make you more exotic and more attractive yes yes oh how fun and um Typically, so you were saying that these blends, um, these elixirs are usually ingested. So tell me a little bit more about this process. I'm very curious, you know, for those who are like, eh, um, does it taste funny? Is it an everyday thing? Um, yeah. Multiple times a day. Is it just when I want to feel like that? So yeah, tell us more. So we have elixirs, which are, it's a alcohol, honey, water-based. It just tastes like honey nectar. Um, it's really yummy. I just put it into my coffee, water, tea. So it's basically in everything that I drink. It's kind of more similar to homeopathy. That's the old school way of taking it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's for people who are used to taking tinctures or they just want something super convenient. Like, let me just put something in my water bottle and I don't really have to think about it. Mm -hmm. But we also blend those same flower essences with essential oils because it's a great experience, you know? So we have like a bunch of different aromatherapy mists and perfume oils and body oils, which is kind of another nice experience because it gives you that moment in the day where you're like, oh my God, it smells so good. Like you mm -hmm. just stopped, you just took a breath, you just unhooked from your monkey mind. You just gave yourself the gift of like, you know, like I have this little oil next to me that has night blooming jasmine oil in it. And it's like, oh my God, you know, it's just so decadent. It's mm. just like unbelievably decadent. Um, and there's something about treating ourselves on that level, especially as women. Like, mm -hmm. like we need that. Like we are all flowers. So, mm -hmm. you know, putting flowers in and around the body is just like a, such an uplift. That's so wonderful to hear that there's, um, options for those who are looking for more of that natural way, more of connecting back to the earth and what is provided already for us instead of, um, forcing, molding, bending, you know, maybe what isn't always natural and what may have unnatural consequences as well, um, for that. So that's really wonderful. I mean, again, unnatural consequences when I'm saying that is more of, um, not just the, uh, byproducts of creating some of these, but also the, um, symptoms that it can, the new symptoms that now you're going to create, um, for it. But, um, where can all of our listeners find all this information, find you, find out more? Mm -hmm. Our website is Lotus Way. So it's Lotus, like the flower and then WEI.com. There's a really cool quiz on there. And if you just like click on the flowers that you think look really interesting, it'll give you a reading and tell you, um, like make a recommendation, which is usually pretty illuminating. Um, and then we're also, you know, we're always, you know, through social media and email and call. We love art. My team loves connecting people to, to flowers that will be a benefit. So you can reach out in any form. Oh, so fine. So when are you going to be in Utah for one of your, um, events or anything? <laughs> good question. Um, that's a really good question. We leave for Miami in a couple of days and then we're in Charleston, South Carolina. We have one in November in Phoenix. Um, where should we go in Utah? Um, I don't know. Northern Utah is pretty rad, but I don't know if you want to go in like November, December, <laughs> that might be a Southern Utah thing, but, um, no, that's super fun. And, and I have plenty of folks to connect you to and, um, connect them to you is more what I'm trying to say. Um, if you do come to Utah, so that'd be really wonderful, but Katie, thank you so much for your time and just connecting again um, about this very interesting path that folks can take. Um, you know, we're not all um, built the same way and we all want those different answers in different ways. So if you didn't connect with this episode, that's totally fine. That's why we have so many and we will always have far more episodes because there's so many ways to um, connect others with the answers maybe they're looking for or didn't even know that they wanted. So, um, if you are looking for more answers and want to find more about our podcast, you can go to saltysexcast.com. 
Um, and for $5 a month, if you want to become one of our patrons on patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast, um, we do a lot of fun things with our Patreon community as well. Free access or early access, uh, free goodies every once in a while. So, and a big shout out to all of our current patrons right now, just keeping the podcast going. So thank you all for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Salty Sex Cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.